0: I have one of my favorite humans on today to tell you about an amazing product that we both love. Well,
1: thank you, honey. This is milkman Mark Hyman here telling you about the almond cow, which I saw on those Instagram posts. And I thought, we've got to have one of these and see whether it is actually as good as it looks. And it is. It's actually even better because there are
0: things that you can make out of it. Almond milk, oat milk. Cashew milk. Uh, Coconut
1: milk. Anything you want, you can make in this. And what's great is there are fewer preservatives, less sugar, and then what you get left over at the end is this pulp that you can make into, can make cookies or muffins, so nothing goes to waste.
0: And it's there any time, so if you run out of milk, you don't have to run to the store. It is so amazing. We love it, love it, love it. So if you want to get your own, check out the link and use code LARA for extra savings.
1: Approved by The Milkman.
0: Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Friday with Friends. Today, I'm honored to have a real genius on here today. Dr. Robert Wolf. Dr. Robert Wolf is a PhD. He is a scientist, but he's also a long distance runner. We talk about how he's run dozens of marathons and how his own work has impacted his life. Specifically, he is a director of the Center for Translational Research on Aging and Longevity at the University of Arkansas. And this is where he really focuses on research on the regulation of muscle metabolism. We talk about this in depth today, so put on your thinking caps, but he really breaks it down in such a palatable way. His research publications have been cited an impressive 75,000 times. And today he's sharing how amino acids might be able to help your performance and recovery. We also go into how it helps with aging, what are amino acids and why they're important, and how pretty much everyone could benefit from a product that he has developed and patented. He first did his research for NASA, just to give you an idea of how intelligent he is. When astronauts went into space, they lose muscle mass because they don't have the impact of gravity. So he developed a formula for them and it's a formula that I've been using as well. So listen closely to this podcast. It is incredible and what an intelligent man. Welcome, Dr. Wolf. I'm so happy to have you on today and and listen to your expertise. I'm sure you're going to be able to help a lot of people kind of debunk some ideas of protein and amino acids and so forth. So welcome.
1: Thanks. I'm glad to have the chance to uh, talk with you.
0: Well, I want to dive right in and really learn about your background. How did you get into the physiology and biochemistry and the nutrition aspect? Um, can you tell us a little bit about your background?
1: Sure. Uh, I went to uh, college at the University of California at Berkeley, and uh, I was a basketball player, and that was my main focus of my life up until then, and and, uh, and in fact, was drafted by the Warriors in the NBA after college. But, uh, wow. Uh, but... Instead, I decided to focus more on uh, academics and, and went to graduate school, and uh, it, it, but always maintained an interest in sports. But once I retired from basketball, I uh, started uh, taking up uh, running and uh, really have kept that up steadily till the present time. I've completed uh, over 70 marathons and uh, started about... Uh, Oh, after I'd say two or three years of grad school, running to and from work and, and maintained that for most of my life. And, and in that context, I was always interested in performance. But my interest in, uh, in protein and amino acid nutrition really stemmed from uh, my my work, which didn't involve exercise at all. Uh, after graduation, I, I uh, went to Harvard Medical School and worked at the uh, Shriners Hospital for Severely Burned Children. And in that... Context was head of the metabolism unit, and our our uh, our mission was to try to improve not only survival from severe burns, and this our average patient was seventy percent third degree burns. So by severe, I mean really debilitating burns, but also to uh, to enable some sort of reasonable recovery, and. Uh, there are two aspects of that that led me to really focus on protein and amino acid metabolism. One was stimulating wound healing because uh, of the way they were treated. That the faster the new skin that was transplanted onto the, the where the burn was uh, grew, the the more more recent, more rapidly it could be uh, re-operated uh, on, and and that was a crucial aspect. But that was able to be stimulated pretty well. But the the real challenge was that this uh, response and the kids was uh, uh, really debilitating that they had a very severe loss of muscle, both the amount of muscle and function. And that turned out to be a much tougher nut to crack. And, uh, you know, we, we started working on that in and, and patients. And, and then what evolved was the recognition that that problem actually occurs in everyone, that, that uh, to some extent, as you get older, you start uh, losing muscle mass and function. And that this becomes a very uh, debilitating uh, effect on on uh, on quality of life as you get older. And, and as I got more and more involved in this, I uh, eventually moved about uh, 10 to 15 years ago to the uh, University of Arkansas Medical School, where they have the largest geriatric clinic in the United States. And really focused uh, uh, on the uh, problems of muscle loss and, uh, and function of lo- loss of function as with aging. And as that translated to specific product to uh, to address this issue, then uh, I think we became more and more aware of all the various aspects of essential amino acids and how they uh, can impact uh, every aspect of metabolic homeostasis. and. Uh, so my focus now has been on, on developing products because one of the things I have learned is that if, if all this scientific research doesn't translate to a product that can actually be put on the kitchen table and people take uh, as a daily part of their nutrition, that there's really not much value to it. And so, uh, you know, that's where I've really focused my efforts in the last t- uh, 10 years or so is, is developing uh, patented formulations to address specific uh Physiological conditions.
0: Wow! So before I dive into the um, aging aspect, I'd love to go back to the burns because I actually did um, an internship in in physical therapy school on a burn unit, and I remember this so well that that was such an issue when people are trying to grow new skin. Like the, their metabolism is so high, and a lot of the at that time. Now this was decades ago, but they were they were getting you know supplements um, for their meals just to get more calories in. And that was like in the form of Ensure. Uh, what is, can you explain to to the listeners, like what is the difference between just like a high caloric supplemental drink like Ensure, which is getting more calories versus something that is more specific, like what you were offering with getting the, the my, right amount of nutrition, which would include these amino acids? How would they be different? Would the healing be different between those two, burn patients, one who's just getting like the Ensure four times a day, which is just a lot of calories versus getting something what you eventually developed in the form of a product?
1: Yeah, that's a a great question because that was definitely the thought when I first started working in the burn center was uh, that this so-called hypermetabolism was responsible for the erosion of the main body mass. Uh, The first major study I did in patients was uh, that demonstrated that actually that that the the calories were not the problem, that uh, in fact, the the amount of calories that were provided was well in excess of the actual metabolic requirement. And and the the net result was that a lot of the extra calories were stored in the liver as fat. And the liver became so distended in, in some of these kids that it actually physically impaired their ability to breathe because they had so much extra calories. And just by reducing caloric intake, in phase one of the, the advance of treatment, by reducing caloric intake to match their actual requirement, I uh, had a significant uh, tick up in their survival. Uh, the The issue is not calories, but that the there's a metabolic response that is common to all serious diseases uh cancer cachexia being another one that's quite common where the muscle breaks down at an accelerated rate and the, uh, the the sort of theological explanation for this is that the muscle is in the absence of ability to eat food that the uh breakdown of the muscle provides amino acids for processes such as wound healing as well as other immune functions and and just the the protein requirements in the rest of the body. And that this accelerated breakdown of muscle protein is what uh, causes the debilitation and that it's not easily reversed. And that's why I said we spent the next uh, uh, I'd say 20 years figuring out the optimal way to approach uh, reversing this uh, so-called catabolic response. And uh, yeah, I think that it's, uh, it it was one of these things that, uh, I guess I play a lot of golf and it's called the game of opposites. You hit down on the ball to hit it up high. And it was really the same thing with uh, uh, the burn kids initially, that it, they, they were losing body mass. So the logical thing was give them more calories, but the actual uh, solution was to give them less calories. And uh, uh, that was an important advance in, in how they were taken care of.
0: Oh, that's fascinating. Cause I just remember that. and. That was, and it's hard for for anybody in the hospital to just continue to um, put in more more of those yeah. calories when when they're like not even that mobile. All right, um, I don't want to assume anything. So for the listeners out there, can you just give us a little brief uh, understanding of the importance? What is an amino acid? What are the sure. essential amino acids, and why are they so important that we have all of them?
1: Sure. Well. We have maybe th- uh, three thousand or more proteins in the body, and uh, these proteins are in a constant state of turnover, meaning that they're being the older, less efficient ones are being broken down, and new, more efficient ones are being produced. And this is a, particularly important in muscle, where the older fibers get damaged with severe exercise or, or even just normal life, and they're replaced by new, better functioning muscle fibers. And uh, to produce new protein, you need to have all of the components of the amino acids. The amino acids are the building blocks of the, of the protein in the body. And uh, there are two types of amino acids. One are called the essential amino acids. The others are the non-essential amino acids. There are a total of 20 amino acids that can be components of, of the proteins in the body and the specific number and the exact profile of the amino acids differ from protein to protein. But the point is there are 20 amino acids that, are, uh, that may be involved in the production of new protein. These are the components or building blocks of the protein. And nine of these are essential amino acids, meaning that the body can't produce them so that they have to be ingested through dietary intake. The other 11 amino acids can, there are the non-essential amino acids, they can be produced in the body, and, uh, and uh, therefore there's not really a, a, a specific nutritional requirement for the non-essential amino acids. But the essential amino acids are, are a crucial part of the diet. In fact, they're the only macronutrients that there's really a specific nutritional requirement for. And it's been known for a hundred years that these essential amino acids have to be consumed on a daily basis or regular basis, to to enable survival. So that when we talk today about uh, essential amino acid supplements, it's the most important thing to recognize is these are not some obscure chemicals that we mixed up on a lab bench. They're a normal part of daily uh, dietary requirements, which uh, for the average American is about 40 grams per day of total essential amino acids. So that so that when we talk about uh, dietary supplements of essential amino acids, we're only optimizing the amount and the profile of those amino acids in the blood. They have to be taken every day. Now uh, there, there are different types of protein uh, that are groups of protein food sources that that we eat in our diet that are, are the source of these essential amino acids uh, under normal circumstances, not taking, not including any kind of uh, supplement. And, um, these vary considerably in both the amount of essential amino acids per gram of protein, as well as the profile of those essential amino acids. And in a broad sense, you can lump these dietary protein into two categories, one being the high-quality proteins that have a relatively large amount of essential amino acids in a desirable profile, and the not and the low-quality proteins. And basically, the... Uh, the high-quality proteins are animal-based proteins, meat, uh, fish, uh, dairy products, and so forth, eggs. The lower-quality proteins are plant-based, with the one exception being that, that soy protein kind of creeps up into the uh, lower end of the high-quality protein. But, but a lot of the other uh, uh, protein food sources that are plant-based have a much lower uh, density of essential amino acids. so that, one of the things that that, that we can talk about is if you eat a vegan diet or even a vegetarian diet that is fundamentally plant-based protein food sources, then you have to pay much more attention to specifically what you're eating. And and in fact, uh, it's very difficult with a reasonable caloric intake to meet all your essential amino acid requirements and that, that this is where an I- ideal target for essential amino acid supplementation because if you don't have those basic requirements for the essential amino acids then you will suffer consequences which uh you know if you eat a plant-based diet your consequences are not going to be dying but they're going to be lack of energy uh loss of some muscle uh, and particularly when you get sick it will impair your ability to get well quickly and so forth and so Uh, So this is sort of the distinction between a high-quality protein and low-quality protein. And and, uh, I think the other thing we want to think about, though, is, of course, what do you eat along with the uh, protein? Because uh, all the protein food sources have with them a non-protein component, unless you're eating purified protein, but that's going to be a dietary supplement. Just in normal food, for example, if you eat a dairy product, it's going to have a significant amount of fat. Uh, If you eat a plant-based protein, it's going to have a lot of carbs. So these are also factors that need to come into play on how you uh, approach meeting your essential amino acid requirements. So so your protein intake in the day, to to sum it up, is that the protein intake in the day is to meet the requirement for these nine essential amino acids that are needed to maintain a normal or healthy protein homeostasis in the body.
0: That's so fascinating. And I, you know, full disclosure, I've been vegan for 21 years and I have been taking your supplements for the last uh, three months and they're so easy to take. And I haven't ever felt any downfall of being vegan. I have a lot of energy, um, but I am getting older and I know that it's harder probably for if I have these lower um, value uh, proteins in the form of plants, it is probably more difficult for my body to combine everything in the way that's needed. Can you talk a little bit about not only what is important for anyone who is vegan or vegetarian, but also for the aging, the aging vegan or vegetarian or the aging anyone, um, um, you know, omnivore as well and why taking these supplements are important.
1: Yeah. One of the things that happens as you get older is that, uh, the same amount of essential amino acids that would stimulate a robust uh, generation of new muscle protein in a 20 year old is just not as effective in someone that's 60 years old. And this is the heart of the problem with m- maintaining your muscle mass as you get older, that the muscles are just not as responsive to the normal intake of dietary amino acids. So in this context with a vegan diet, there are two aspects that you have to be concerned with as you get older one is that just the uh dietary preferences may uh may work against you one of the things that's very common particularly in women is developing uh, much more of a sweet tooth and uh, uh, a lot of older women and i mean in the 70s and 80s really rely on uh can candy for their uh for their main nutrition, and of course, this is this is a problem because you're that is a big problem. Yeah, you're <laughs> substituting candy for uh, uh, for uh, uh, you know high quality you know the needed essential amino acids. But uh, there are also some limitations and digestibility which occur as uh, as you get older, and uh, and as a result, uh, the easiest the the thing you mentioned, you know, the thing that I found dealing with uh, uh, older people with dietary issues is that uh, anything that's involved or that requires a lot of calories or that substitutes for a uh, part of your regular diet is a problem. For example, you mentioned Ensure, and this is commonly given to uh, older people. And we've always used this basically as kind of the control against which we uh, feel that the, 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 the dietary supplement has to perform much better than Ensure. Uh, the thing with Ensure is that, uh, that, in, that a study, there have been a few studies show that if you drink a can of Ensure, that it really doesn't, add, and, and for older people, you don't really, subst- it's not really an addition, it's not a supplement, but you substitute for something else in your diet so that there's a regulation as you get older of how many calories you eat, and if you eat a can of Ensure, then you're going to drop an equivalent amount of calories out of your normal food intake. And there's two aspects of this that are problematic. One is just the nutritional aspect. What are you dropping out? And so this ensure better be better than what your normal nutrition is, which may or may not be the case. The second aspect I think is also important, and that is the social aspect of eating becomes more and more important as you get older. We tend to just not think about that And for younger people that are just grabbing food on the run and busy with other things. But retired people without much else to do, uh, the socialization involved with eating food is an important aspect, and if we evolve to where we're just drinking cans of Ensure, it really uh, takes away the pleasure and the sociability. So that my goal was to, uh, to sort of have the, the, the greatest uh, pack of punch for the dollar, so to speak, with the most condensed format to, to provide the necessary nutrients with the minimal amount of calories and the minimum amount of volume. Actually, we started this whole program uh, in a project st- uh, sponsored by NASA for spaceflight, where muscle loss is quite uh, rapid because of the lack of gravity. But every single ounce that goes on the uh, space shuttle was uh, very carefully regulated because uh, uh, of the problem of getting it up into space. So that uh, the idea was to develop a, 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 a dietary supplement that was, uh, very compact and much more effective on a gram per gram basis than anything else and that's where the whole concept of the essential amino acid supplement er- derived and and we found in elderly that 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 same thing was uh, uh applicable except that the exact formulation uh to optimize the response in older people was different and that was resulted from metabolic studies comparing the response in, uh, weightlessness relative to aging and and designed a, sp- a formulation specifically targeting uh the metabolic changes that occur as we get older so that so that with a serving of the essential amino acids you can accomplish normalizing or optimizing your essential amino acid intake with a very minimal amount of calories 40 or 50 k- kilocalories total with no additional fat no additional carbs and just uh, as you said, an easy to drink beverage, which doesn't impair in any way the dietary intake of the rest of the diet. So that that was the crucial aspect of, of the development that it'd be much more effective than, and as I said, we always used Ensure as our, our sort of uh, placebo. The low bar of uh, placebo. <laughs> yeah, we uh, uh, you know wanted to be sure that we were at least three or four times as effective as Ensure, which is the case.
0: Today's podcast is sponsored by The Amino Company. These products are life-changing. I've been using them for the past three months, and I can't even tell you how much they have brought vitality and strength and energy into my life. They are based on 40 years of research, over 100 clinical trials, and over 500 peer-reviewed papers. The products include Life, Heal, Purity, and Perform, which is my favorite perform targets, strength, focus, endurance for peak athletic performance. So I take it before I do my yoga practice. What is super cool about the products is they were built on amino acid technology, first funded by NASA. That's right. People are going into space, astronauts, and they're really worried about losing bone density and muscle. So these amino acid products were specifically designed to help the astronauts, and they did so much that they're now, here for us. If you're wondering what amino acids are, they're the building blocks of protein and human life. Just 21 amino acids create thousands of proteins and set us up to feel our most energized and vital self. So I love these because I'm vegan, I want to make sure I get enough protein, and I'm setting myself up well by getting the building blocks for those protein. I've noticed how it helps me sustain energy through the day after I take my performed drink before my yoga practice and that just helps the practice and helps me throughout the day you can go to amino co amino a m i n o c o com slash, lit and save 30% with code lit so again amino co a m i n o c o com slash, lit and save 30% with code LIT. And I can't wait for you to try these and feel super lit up. Okay, so for the kind of middle-aged person who is active, somewhat like myself, um, what is what are the recommendations? Can you tell us a little about the products? They're different ones. Um, one Sure. Yeah, tell us about yeah, them. Uh,
1: well, there are four products. Um, two are r- related to exercise. And, uh, and I think, you know, as, as you get older the uh, requirement or the, the, the sticking with exercise is, is really both crucial and, and very difficult. Uh, people, you know, and it's not hard to get middle-aged people to get started on an exercise program, but after a year, it's hard to keep them uh, on, on the program. And uh, one of the problems that, that, and particularly older people have with exercise, is that it's discouraging, you feel like you're not getting anywhere and you get up in the morning, you don't really feel like doing the workout. And so they they perform as a patented formulation designed really to sort of jack you up in the morning. It uh, is based on not only stimulating the muscle protein, but primarily in terms of providing the precursors or the amino acids from which the neurotransmitters are produced in the brain. And in particular, where our, our level of alertness and focus is determined by the ratio of the dopamine to the serotonin in the brain and what to perform and, and those both of those uh, substances the dopamine and the serotonin are produced from essential amino acids so that the profile of this essential amino acids in the blood di- can dictate whether the dopamine or the serotonin predominates so it's the old joke about eating turkey to uh, get sleep getting sleepy after eating turkey because it has a high tryptophan, and that's because tryptophan is the is the precursor for uh, serotonin production, which makes you sleepy and tired, which is the last thing you want before you exercise. Whereas on the other hand, the uh, uh, phenylalanine and tyrosine are the precursors for the production of the dopamine, so that. So that we get a uh, a balance which really energizes you naturally through these uh uh naturally occurring uh, essential amino acids but in a profile that gets you ready to go and, and keeps your focus during the exercise when you're finished the exercise though you really don't you, you want to focus more on building muscle and that's the uh or rebuilding any damaged tissue and that's the uh Product Heal, which is a combination of essential amino acids with a certain degree of protein in it as well. This product is particularly focused on uh, repair of tissue. Uh, it, it can be particularly helpful where the, the clinical studies we've done actually were not following exercise, but in repair of uh, muscle tissue damage in surgery, like hip replacement, knee replacement, and that sort of thing. The life Profile. On the other hand, if you want to stay, that that product is is quite effective in building muscle, but is based on the activation of whey protein by the proper uh, formulation of essential amino acids. So that would be the one product that is not a vegan uh, product. Uh, alternatively, the life program, a life product is the one that was specifically designed for older individuals. And one of the studies that we just recently published, which was really uh, dramatic because it's never been shown with any sort of nutrient ingestion was that the group of over 100 uh, older uh, individuals with uh, uh, heart failure, that we actually were able to st- highly significant p less than 0.01 significantly improve walking capability and other exercise parameters, including leg strength, with just uh, taking the life Product without any uh, exercise occurring at the same time, and of course, the and the basis for this was this increasing the the turnover of muscle protein, br- taking away the broken down fibers and 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 synthesizing the uh, new functioning muscle fibers, and and this product will be effect as particularly effective after exercise as well, where the exercise kind of primes your muscle to respond, but you can't build new muscle without the precursors, without the building blocks. And that's what we're providing as a post-exercise uh, uh, beverage, particularly for a vegan uh, diet. And the final product uh, that, that we currently have available, and all of these products are, are unique and patented, relates to the fact that one of the most uh, sort of newest diseases, it's, it's, it's really a function of, of the change in the dietary patterns in americans is the development of fatty liver or fat deposited in the liver and uh this is there there are two types of development of fat in the liver one from too much alcohol and uh, one from uh too much too much uh, body weight and uh it's a complicated metabolic pathway but the net result was that we discovered and patented a formulation which is successful in reducing the fat and liver by at least 50 percent mm. and this is this is uh whether regardless of what the uh cost so we did a study both in people that consume a lot of alcohol and had fatty liver stemming from that as well as just uh obese uh, women that uh that had developed the fatty liver as a function of the uh, excess calorie intake and that uh so that, it, that it's specifically designed to, to improve liver function. And in the studies we've done, not only was the fat reduced, but the liver enzymes that the doctors look at as indicators of liver function were all significantly improved, both in, in adolescent, obese adolescent girls with uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, as well as obese, uh, as well as normal weight individuals with heavy alcohol consumption, and importantly, in elderly individuals that have a high uh, occurrence of uh, fatty liver, even in the absence of uh, much obesity. But uh, so so those are all targeting little different nuance that the, there's an overlap for sure. But as I said, they all are separate patents uh, uh, and separate formulations designed for those specific purposes.
0: It's amazing. I, I mean, I... Um... I can't speak highly enough about this, but I I want you to briefly explain to people who might be taking some kind of protein powder or some kind of supplement with the intention of, you know, building muscle mass. Like, how is this different than other things in the market? Not to slam them. There are probably some good products. There's a lot of really not great products that have a lot of other ingredients in them that we don't want to be ingesting. But can you... Tell us a little bit about the difference between what you have created through science and your research versus some of the stuff yeah. that's out there.
1: Well, I think I'm going to uh, I'll use whey protein as the comparison because it's the biggest selling protein supplement and and really the highest quality. And we'll uh, cons- consider and, and our studies comparing uh, versus whey protein Uh, have all used the highest grade of pure isolated uh, whey protein. In the study with the heart failure, for example, we we did see a significant improvement, very modest but statistically significant, with whey protein. But the essential amino acid formulation was uh, considerably higher or better response than the whey protein. So why, and we've seen this uh, in post-exercise as well. So there are two aspects of, of of our approach that, superior to whey protein. One is that whey protein is composed of a variety of essential and non-essential amino acids, but the non-essential amino acids are not necessary for the metabolic purpose of the protein intake. They just are coming along for the ride and they add extra nitrogen to the body, which has to be excreted in the form of urea, nitrogen, and ammonia, so that, uh, so that there's uh, kind of a price to pay for the extra uh, intake of, of protein. And uh, it's not all the, 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 the real uh, functional aspect of the dietary protein. So by providing just the essential amino acids, we have gram for gram, we've cut out about half of the uh, necessary amount of, of intake. But the more important aspect is that with the free form essential amino acids, all of the metabolic studies we've done, and that includes more than 200 clinical trials based on studies looking at the molecular basis for deficiencies, for example, in aging or uh, alcohol consumption or whatever the the study, that we can formulate the uh, profile of the essential amino acids to exactly target metabolic problems so that when we look, for example, at the stimulation of muscle protein synthesis, we have a three or four fold greater stimulatory effect on a gram per gram basis of of, uh, the life product, for example, relative to whey protein because of the fact that we have uh uh eliminated part of the protein that we don't really need and we've also got a desirable uh, profile the final point is that dietary protein has to be digested and only uh some of that is absorbed and it depends on how much on on the specific uh how how much protein you eat, and what the specific uh
0: hold on let me just let my dog out (laughs) hold on (laughs) Okay, we're
1: <laughs> parenthetically we're we're also looking at a essential amino acid supplement for dogs so oh uh, wonderful it, it, huh? that dog didn't sound very interested in what's going on but but I tell him that
0: the, he heard the, some kind the, of something, something
1: is coming <laughs> yeah so uh but the final thing with essential amino acids is they don't need to be digested they're directly absorbed and completely absorbed so that uh, any limitation in digestibility that may limit uh uh the effectiveness of uh, uh, a given amount of dietary protein is is completely averted by the fact that the essentials can be directly absorbed. So there's really sort of a three-prong ans- uh, basis to your answer to your question that, that we have greater digestibility or absorption. We have uh, only the that, the uh, functional part of the dietary protein, and we have an optimal formulation of the profile of the amino acids that make it target specific uh, metabolic uh circumstances that that are are unique to that particular product
0: yes so it's basically more efficient and yeah you an easier way to say a quicker way to say (laughs) well no i'm glad you explained that but it is more efficient and you know again i've tasted some of those and it's not there's just a lot of other crap that's added in into a lot of these protein powders and um to your point excess protein is not um you know if, if we're in if we're ingesting protein in its form in an excessive way, that's not a good thing either. So going right to the building block sounds like a much more efficient and impactful way.
1: Yeah. I think that, uh, uh, it's also important that if the, uh, all natural, uh, production is, is of importance that we have the, uh, flavorings both in all natural as well as the, uh, synthetic for those that don't mind to have the, uh, synthetic, uh, 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 flavoring, but, but all of the products come in an all natural format as well. And they're all vegan.
0: Yeah, I know. I love it. Um, so I guess the, I guess we can say that this product or your, your products that, that you offer that you reviewed here, this is good for the athlete. This is good for the, um, you know, aging person who might be dealing with osteopenia, um, or, or sarcopenia, which is the loss of muscle. Um, it's good for just the average person as well. Would you say this is pretty much a product that everyone should, um, would be benefiting from?
1: Well, uh, that's a sweeping statement to say everyone would benefit from. <laughs> well, I'm trying <laughs> that, to get but... you
0: more products. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think that, that, as I said, that we're not, cooking up something on the lab bench, these are required nutrients. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so I think that and an important component of this or response is that one of the most common comments as well, I eat a lot of protein, so I really don't need the extra uh, essential amino acids. And I think the best way to look at this is we're giving a very small amount relative to the amount that you consume in, in dietary protein. But what the essential amino acids do is really activate or enhance the action of the dietary protein so that they're rapidly absorbed they get the whole process fired up and going and then as the amino acids slowly come in from the digested protein the muscle is already geared up for being able or, or whatever the tissue be geared up for producing more protein and it makes better use of the uh, normal protein in the body so so i think it's true i think that uh uh, I think it's true that everyone can benefit from this, and I think even people that are eating a relatively high protein diet uh, will still benefit from it because there's a limitation to how much protein how much benefit you can get from dietary protein alone
0: so my final question would be if you could change one thing about the misconception of amino acids, what would that be?
1: Well, I think that that uh, the the misconception would be that uh that these are some sort of uh, synthetic uh, uh, nutrients that are unrelated to our normal dietary requirements. That 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 they uh, that they are natural components that are actually required for consumption, and that all we're doing is is optimizing the uh, the profile and the amount, and 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 the, and so that the misconception is that. Uh, I, I guess it's not it's not really related to the product, but I think that the, 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 the perception that, that we're already getting enough of the essential amino acids because we eat too much protein is, is a misconception. Uh, there may well be that some people are eating more protein than it's healthy, but that doesn't translate to the fact that, that they're getting more essential amino acids than they can make use of, and that even with a high protein intake, we can make a better efficient more efficient use of the uh uh, dietary protein and uh and and also be able to provide optimal protein nutrition with much less dietary protein consumed
0: Mm, i like that and where can people learn more about you dr wolf
1: well i think that uh google scholar has a list of my publications so that they can i think that's a good place to start and if you look on the uh UMS, University of Arkansas Medical Sciences website. They can get more uh, information about my academic uh, career.
0: And how about your product?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I'm not involved in the sale, but there is a website called the Minico where uh, the products are offered. And I think that uh, you can order them directly on that website.
0: Wonderful, wonderful well, and
1: that I should mention that website has a lot of information about the products and the results of specific studies and so forth so far for and and also I've written a book called uh uh what is the title <laughs> I uh, saw it and well, it was it about, to, I was like I don't know if amazing. I could read that
0: <laughs> yeah go ahead it's, <laughs>
1: it, no I, I think exactly it's designed for the informed consumer mm-hmm. it's not a it's not an academic book, but it goes into uh the scientific basis for why uh, for for uh, protein and amino acid metabolism, and and better under helps you better understand why are you doing this, and why do you need to make this uh, approach part of your daily life for the rest of your life? It's not just something to do for a month or two, but that it should be incorporated into your normal nutrition for uh, as part of your uh, as part of your daily life, and and. And so we're not just asking people to do this so based on our word, but the book is for the purpose of presenting the scientific principles and, and results that support the uh, value of these products. And I think for the most part, written in a way that that, that you can understand. I think that uh, it's always difficult when you spend your life in academics to write a, a book targeting uh, the people layperson. that aren't. Yes. Yeah, it's because things that are sort of, uh uh you know well known to you are, are not so much, but I think that that being said, I think a lot of people that have read it have have not been science based and been able to get the uh, kernels out of it that are most relevant to their interests.
0: Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me and kind fair of de- decode fair. some of this stuff and um, I can speak from experience. I'm really, really enjoying your product, so I appreciate. All the research you did to um, bring it to the table and it's very digestible it's like it almost is like a sports drink like it, it doesn't yeah. taste at all like a protein shake and that's what i like about it is it that i can drink it right before i work out and it's um it i'm still feeling light and not heavy at all so it's um and i'm doing my own kind of scientific research about building bringing some more muscle mass onto my body so thank you so much yeah Okay, well,
1: I'm glad to have the chance to talk to you. Nice to meet you.
0: And for everybody out there, uh, please look up more about Dr. Wolf. And as always, I'm pulling for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.